This program is brought to you by W. W. Norton and Company, publishers of Poetry Unbound by Patrick Otuma. Now in paperback and featuring immersive reflections on 50 powerful poems. Welcome to the guest editor Q&A hosted by the Academy of American Poets. I'm Mary Sutton, senior content editor at the Academy, and I'm here today with our guest editor for May, Hugh Min Wen. Hugh is the author of Not Here and This Way to the Sugar. Hugh, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Mary, for having me. It's an honor. Let's jump right in. How did you approach curating Poem A Day? Thank you for asking. Um, well, there was this time in my life when I was completely nocturnal, uh, sleeping away most of like the day and, and waking up like just in time to go to the post office or the bank or have like my first coffee as I watched the office buildings like empty into rush hour. Uh, there was There was so many things I loved about being awake when the rest of the city was asleep um, but it was also very lonely um, and it was really easy to to feel like you weren't a participant in the world um, when I got the invitation to curate for Poma Day I thought of that time and I thought about all the mornings that the Poma Day email would arrive in my inbox as like an indicator that it was time to go to sleep um, and I thought about all the times I was certain or, or I believed that I was the first person to read the poem of the day. Um, and I thought of these poems as companions, um, as like my last conversation before bed. And so for my curation, I, I sought out poems that in their own way made me feel less lonely. Very interesting. Now, if you could direct our readers to one poem on poets.org, or it could be more than one poem, uh, on poets.org that you haven't curated, what would it be and why? Immediately, I think of Matthew Olsman's poem, letter beginning with two lines by Seshwa Milos, um, which is a poem I love and a poem I think about often, or I should say a poem I am forced to think about too often. Um, every few weeks, it seems, uh, every time like a gunman wanders into a school or campus or look around my own classroom and like take an inventory of the furniture I could use to blockade a door or like a news article will come out. I think about every poem, I think about that poem every time I like have to take another mandated safety training or sometimes when I like walk into a movie or a concert or like a drag show and, and the paranoia of like a mass shooting will set in. And I think of that poem. Um, and then I think that that fear 
changes into grief or exhaustion um, while I scan the crowd looking for the people I love. Uh, yeah, I think about that poem often, too often. Yeah, um, that poem by Olsman, uh, which is also accompanied by uh, a recorded reading was published in Poem A Day in January, 2016. Back in September, I had a conversation with our guest editor for, for that month, Cynthia Hogue, about how we can become inured uh, and even apathetic in response to events like mass shootings. Um, poems like Olsman's, I think, remind us of how important it is to be engaged, even if that engagement takes us to ugly, unpleasant places within ourselves. What I especially appreciate about your work and maybe some of our other readers and listeners do as well, and this goes back to your earlier comment about loneliness. Uh, what I really appreciate about your work is your deep engagement with melancholy. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that theme in your work and maybe writers who have influenced your exploration of that subject? Ooh, this is a great question. Um, melancholy. I think I've always kind of been, even as a child, like adults in school used to like use that word to describe me and I, di I didn't always know what it meant. Um, and not, not because I was like, a sad child <laughs> or um but I think I would have I would go internal a lot and and um and, and why I, I I look to poems that um help me explore uh the internal world and and help me um understand maybe the questions I might have about myself and about the world around me and so I use like poems as like a tool of inquiry. Um, and, and I think some of the poems, some of the poets that like really, um, really like helped and, and kind of been guides for me. Um, I think of Kavafi um, being one. Uh, I think of, oh my God. I, I love I love when when poets are asked to name other poets and and all the names just rush into your mind. Um, I think of um, Paul Tran um, as a poet who who's, who who helps me um, be brave enough to confront myself. Um, so many names. Um, Cameron Awkward Rich is another poet. Um, who, yeah, I feel like I, I, I learned so much from poems um, about myself and, and learn um, a new language for loneliness. Yeah, it, I, I certainly understand. And of course, uh, Paul Tran uh, is another poet who's appeared in Poem A Day, as has Cameron Awkward. Rich, it, this is not an, an an easy subject to broach melancholy, especially yeah. because uh, it is so connected to the grief we've been collectively experiencing for for the past two years. I, I mean, you know, it's 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 possible uh, to look at melancholy 
and grief differently. Uh, there's the sense that that grief is a passing feeling, whereas melancholy is is this almost this part of, of one <laughs> one's personality, or or or, an, <laughs> or not not of your, but but it, or maybe an intrinsic part uh, of of a particular work. Um, but I I did notice um, this 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 theme of, of melancholy in, in your work, not, not as, as a negative thing. Uh, and, and I hope that wasn't the implication. No, I, I, I don't think that negatively, negatively at all. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but as, as, as something that is, is a facet of life and of being, uh, and again, you know, to, to go back to, uh, the point you were making about loneliness, um, and also, the point that I was making about not becoming apathetic and being willing to to look at these parts of ourselves that might not be might not be so pleasant, um, which in our American culture is not something that we do <laughs> very often. We don't like to explore uh, yeah. those aspects of our being, but your work I think does explore it, and I really appreciate that aspect of it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, who are you reading right now? Ooh, I am, um, I'm reading a lot of different things. So I'm currently like away from home, um, traveling on this like last minute trip. Um, and, and, you know, you do that thing where you like, when you're packing, you just like grab a bunch of random books. Um, and so uh, I have with me like a backpack full of books and they've kind of become my companions for this trip. Um, and I'm reading Discalculia by Camon Felix. Um, and I might be like too in it to make any like coherent thoughts out of like my awe, but Camon is really opening every door, window, cabinet, drawer in my mind. I, I went to the bookstore, um, when, when I went to get the book, uh, I went to the bookstore and I was looking for Discalculia because it just come out and I was like searching through the poetry section because I know Camon, um, have known Camon since we were teenage poets and, and have always known um, Camon's poetry. And so I was looking through the poetry section and couldn't find it. And then the bookseller, then the bookseller told me that it was actually in the nonfiction section and like, like discovering that like the book is a, a, a memoir, but also a poetry collection, a meditation, like a, a lyric negotiation. It really is showing me all the, other things that poetry is capable of, right? Um, and that poetry isn't just contained to a genre, um, but can be a tool to help you um, tell many different stories. I'm so glad that I'm not the only person with the problem of packing too many books. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> when I go on trips. <laughs> that makes me Hearing that from you makes me feel a lot better about, um, you know, always being overweight when I have a back. <laughs> Honestly, it's 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 a problem, and then then your back hurts. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, in your case, because you're using yeah. a backpack. <laughs> uh, for the edification of our readers and listeners, Camon Felix has had work published in Poem a Day in January 2023 and July 2021. Um. So Hugh, what are you currently working on now in your writing, teaching, and publishing life? Oh my God, this is a this is a question that I often try to avoid, but um, but right now, so I 
in my in my uh, teaching life, I'm I'm working as a Jones lecturer uh, at Stanford, um, teaching poetry and nonfiction. Um, and in my writing life, I am currently working on my hopefully will be my third collection of poetry. Um, yeah, I f- I feel like I have this uh, there's this like curse that that anytime I I like try to say what like the third collection might be like about or meditating on um as soon as I tell someone like it changes and so it this this collection has has made me a liar many times (laughs) maybe you're just a little superstitious and I don't think you're the only one (laughs) with that superstition (laughs) well in, in, in whatever case, we're definitely looking forward uh, to that third collection. I personally am very much looking forward to that third collection. Can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. This was fantastic. Poem a Day is the original daily poetry series featuring new poems by today's poets. Produced by the Academy of American Poets, this free digital series is made possible by you, our readers and listeners. Learn more about Poem a Day, and if you can, please consider supporting this work by visiting poets.org give.